Hello, dear star shines. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Christina here, and welcome to the lunchtime chats. Hello, dear sister Carol. So good to see you, darling. Uh, so we'll give everybody a second to come in. Say hi. Let me know you're here. We have um, a very particular topic that uh, we're going to talk about today. And uh, but before I dive into that, I'm going to welcome all of those who are new, whether you're listening to this recording or live. Uh, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert and we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, new paradigm visionaries. We have perceptions, we have interests and curiosities that are different than our larger human family and therefore we have very different perspectives to the kinds of things going on in the world today during this time of chaos and change and I am here to do to the best of my ability to give a liberated perspective to these narratives that are capture, capturing our attention, maybe our curiosity, and maybe dragging us down some pretty intense rabbit holes. So welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, hello, this Sister Ella, good to see you, darling. Hey, Beverly, glad you're here. Hey, Sherry. Uh, so um, this, is, this is a three-tiered topic. Um, and we'll see if I can get to all the pieces. I just went back to um, check on the name of the last video that was sent to me and it was removed by the poster. So um, I really can't tell you the, the dude's name, but I think many of you might know the message that I'm talking about because why? We have curiosities and we have, uh, you know, subscribed and, you know, the algorithms, the AI, the, the bots that track us, you know, put things in our feed for us to see, which makes... Um, you know, seeding, incepting ideas that could be sabotaging or could be triggering very easy for the powers that be. So I want to talk about some technology that has a lot, lot of um, seed planting out there in the very recent days. So, um, and so this started with a dear starshine, um, a dear sister in Hawaii, who uh, gives us private messages every so often, wanting to know our thoughts about certain um, narratives and stuff like that. And it started off with uh, a Satcha Stone uh, video that uh, was originally talking about Hawaii and the, um, well, you guys know the shenanigans that's being talked about with that, right? Um, but in the latter half of this video, he starts talking about a particular kind of technology that, according to him, he knows firsthand exists, and that is the, the um, V2K technology. Now, those of you guys listening, put in the chats if you know what I'm talking about in that particular title, V2K technology. Um, I'm going to go into that. So that was the first um, message sent, and this was uh, last week where um, I watched the rest of the video and he dived into that. And his, um, his perspective was that that technology is about to come online and they're going to use it to make more war, to you know, put voices inside of people's heads, particularly re religious fanatics, to, you know, that like they're a voice from God and they're telling people, you know, telling them that certain what people are the enemy and so on and so forth. Um, and then, um, I had, <laughs> then I had another video sent to me from a totally different person, um, that was talking about this technology being used very soon. And he gave a specific date and, uh, and his reference was, was using this technology as a test run on the United States with the populations. So. If you guys seen either of these videos, do let me know. All right, Sherry says she's not familiar with this with this technology. Okay, um, well, Sherry, you're in dream time, so you actually you've had interactions with this technology. You just don't know that that's what it was. Um, oh, yeah, the energy is just like flowing through me right now. Oh my gosh, I'm just gonna have to take a breath here. <sighs> See, there is a lot that technology does to our biosuit. It impacts us in many, many, many ways. And this particular narrative about the V2K technology, which is uh, short for voice to skull technology, where they talk about um, influencing people's electromagnetic fields 
via the 5D fields, I'm sorry, 5G fields, the, the, you know, the 5G, all the new uh, towers constructed creates a sub-reality 5G. And actually I did a, um, a video back that, about that several years ago about 5G and how it makes sub-realities. Um, and, you know, I talk about these things not to scare you guys because, you know, believe it or not, we make sub-realities all the time. We do it. This is something that's been around for a long, long, long time. For example, what people call heaven and hell. Those are sub-realities created with, with stories and beliefs. And, and it's, a, it's a reality that exists in the ethers simply because we have a story about it and people believe in it and therefore feed it and therefore hold it in place. Okay, this is a very important piece. We hold things in place. We humans hold things in place with our fears, with our thoughts, with our um, different energies, okay, belief systems, constructs like this. We, cre we create them inside of ourselves, inside of our own subconscious, and then we hold it in place by, you know, passing it on from generation to generation. And then you have, of course, um, you know, religious books and stuff like this, adding more weight to the belief. And then when you have enough people who believe in it, it actually becomes a reality within the ethers that people can experience. So this idea of creating sub-realities is not new. It's something that's very, very old. What is new is this idea that there are technological sub-realities being created, such as the 5G fields, right? And I, I do need to be careful because uh, I believe one of those videos where I went deeper into this and I, you know, that actually got us... Uh, flagged <laughs> in YouTube and they took the video down. So I'm only going to, you know, just touch on that part of it for, for just this part and then go into the deeper pieces. And uh, so what they, the narrative continues to go deeper in that there are certain um, ingredients and elements within a serum, within a medicine, well, not really medicine, but you know what I mean, told that it's a solution to a problem. And that also um, proliferated a particular substance that um, goes from human to human, transfers from human to human. So regardless of status, everybody has this within them and therefore they can be affected by this technology. And, uh, and then there's another layer of that, which is, uh, you know, the electromagnetic technology, um, actually it's microwave frequencies, where they can influence the human nervous system with electromagnetic microwave pulses and whatnot, which also not a new technology. The patents on that, if you can look them up online, the patents on that go all the way back to 1992. So that's, um, that's a technology that has been acknowledged and been in development since I graduated high school, <laughs> okay, which is quite some time ago. So, um, so I wanna acknowledge that these components you know, that they're talking about the to, using to trigger people is, um, is something to keep in mind when you hear these narratives, okay? Because uh, we need to understand that reality is not what we think it is. We are in a field where that's overlaid, where we, as infinite beings in a biosuit, our baseline is truth, love, and compassion. And then all these nesting dolls of reality are nestled together to create this experience. And the, the primary um, nesting doll being the dream of the Pachamama, the dream of the mother. So we are quite literally within the heart-mind consciousness of the earth. And that's a baseline. Everything, including these technologies, work off of that baseline. So they can't, you know, whatever agenda, or whatever story, whatever narrative, we need to also keep this in mind. They need life force in order to continue. So it's not like um, there's total annihilation. This is, this is about control. And we control, and, you know, control on, in the matrix, let's call it, is based on fear. Uh, fear and trauma. So that guy, I can't remember his name, but I do remember having interactions with him. Um, th that talked about there was a test of this technology that's supposed to go out October 4th. And if it doesn't happen on October 4th, it's going to happen on October 11th. <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's an eclipse cycle very close to that, to those dates. Um, 
And, you know, when I start getting messages about things, that means that it's triggering people and they want to know my perspective. Do I believe this? Do Where am I at with that? You know, and this is, of course, why we're sitting here talking about it. So uh, the my and first, the reason why I'm mentioning this guy particularly is because I had um, an interaction, several interactions where I was just like, this guy's a total plant. I don't like him at all. <laughs> and um, I'm never, I'm never going to really buy into anything he has to say. And that was, and the interaction was on Facebook. So it wasn't in person. In person, I might feel completely differently. Who knows? But the interaction on Facebook, which is also where I saw that video, um, or where that video was sent to me, um, was I kept getting, getting a private message from this individual. And, uh, and I'm like, who are you? Have we met? You know, stuff like this. And the responses were weird. They were, they were just kind of off. And I did engage at like maybe the third or fifth times, you know, somewhere after the, you know, they've reached out and said hello a couple times. I was like, you know, how can I help you? You know? Um, and, uh, and I asked some questions, like they made a statement and asked some questions about it. And then the, the responses were weird. And I'm just like, I don't think this is a human I'm talking to. I don't think this is the guy that this profile says who it is. Right. And then, um, and, and then I asked another question, didn't get an answer some time goes by and they're saying hello again, as if we've never had a conversation. And then I realized, okay, these are bots. These, these are AI bots. And what's happening here is that there is a profile slash persona being proliferated through the internet uh, via paid, whatever paid services and you guys know that there are very advanced AI paid services on the internet that track you. Okay. And, uh, and they also develop algorithms according to engagement. So people who have more engagement are put in front of you more often in your different feeds of social media, whether it be Instagram or um, Facebook or TikTok or, you know, any, any YouTube stuff like that. So I finally was like, you know, don't contact me. I don't, you know, you're not who you say you are and uh, I'm not interested. And then, then I don't hear anything. And then there's a hello again. Like, you know, there's another hello trying to engage me in conversation as if the previous conversations ever happened. So that was my final red flag. I'm like, yeah, this is a total scam. And I just unfriended and, and blocked and blocked them. And, uh, and some may say that maybe his profile was hijacked, but I don't think so because he also has a YouTube channel and, you know, all these other things and, uh, and puts out content that has a lot to do with deep state, deep state stuff. Right. Um, and I, and I think that he's also on the, um, the circuit, the, the disclosure circuit and all this stuff, which once you're on the disclosure circuit, I'm, I really don't trust a lot that you have to say, cause there's a reason why you're getting promoted, proliferated. You know what I mean? So whether people really are interested in this guy doesn't matter. The bots are doing what they do to place him high in the algorithm. So whatever message that needs to get put out, he's kind of like a tool for that. And I, there are many players in this game. And, you know, Sacha Stone, you know, could be a double agent. I don't know. But or he could, you know, really fully believe in everything that he's doing and saying. And, you know, that could be so, too. But that doesn't mean it's not planted information. It doesn't mean that it's not manipulated information. And, uh, you know, he's put out some really great info in the past, especially about the straw man um, information and the trafficking, you know, he, all kinds of really great information. Um, but there was always something kind of strange, right? And the interview that really hit it home for me of how off, like why I couldn't put my finger on why I thought the energy was off is that he did an interview with a dear goddess named Marguerite. And you guys probably may have seen this because I've talked about her before on this channel. And, you know, she's a very interesting character, super quirky, a total goddess. I love her. I love all of her work. Everything she does is really great. And she is a, um, her PhD thesis was on Parthenogenesis, the sacred sisterhood of Parthenogenesis. And for the, those, of guys, those of you guys don't know, that's, that's talking about immaculate conception. Cleaning out the, clearing out your, your field, your womb space, your kasha, all the interdimensional levels of self, so one can be capable of immaculate conception. And this is a mystery school um, that we're talking about here. 
So he does an interview with her and man, his, his energy could not match hers. And that helped flesh out like, okay, so there is something really off about it. Um, but you know, and that juxtaposition between their two energies just highlighted that for me. So I'm like, okay, so my instincts aren't off, even though I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, there is something there for sure, you know? So, you know, all you can take all this with a grain of salt. Think about your own, ex your own experiences, right? But um, these kinds of things add up for me over time when I experience information online, when I experience people online um, or bots online, right? So, so I do, I, you know, you can't really take a lot at face value when it comes to electronics, when it comes to internet, because there's a lot of shenanigans going on. And before the internet, the shenanigans were going on more in just like the ethers and like beings getting channeled and, you know, working, working different, um, you know, working with the spiritual realm, the, the invisible world. So the manipulation of consciousness has been going on for a very long time, long before technology Technology is just another level of it, right? It's just another level of it. So, um, and a great reveal about this is um, that that movie um, with Harry Hamlin in 1981, Clash of the Titans, right? There's a scene in there where Zeus was wanted to get a message to the humans. So he enlisted the goddesses, Athena and um, Aphrodite and, you know, these different goddesses to give all of their seers, all their oracles, visions and dreams. So they will have this information. The information, of course, was all to manipulate, is all to proliferate an idea, proliferate a narrative among the, among the collective human field. So the stage would be set up the way they wanted it to so particular so people have a particular attitude about something okay so i mean this isn't a, a movie from 1981 guys <laughs> right so this I, these these ideas have been put into action for a very long time they've been used for a very long time because they work fact is they work but what i need to say about this and this is one of the many reasons why all you all should be engaging in your dream time and working on decoding everything in your dreams is that the veils are lifting. We're coming into a new age, a new time. And the frequencies of this reality is changing completely, which means the old manipulation games don't have the power that they used to have. They do not have, unless we give it to them. Okay. So as long as we are being complacent, as long as we're going with the program, we're very manipulatable. But as soon as we start digging inside of ourselves, digging inside for what the real truth is, then we become more and more uncontrollable. We are not able to be swayed by these programs the way we would be if we weren't doing that kind of practice. All right, I'm going to pause right there and just check in because there's a couple comments coming in. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Ella says, such a stone normally talked transparent and not many times without being, without being right. I do agree that though about him also in person still can't put my finger on it. Yeah. I can't put my finger on it. Right. Well, you know, something that, um, yeah, you know, I, when I look at people that are, you know, really big, right. In the, in, the, in the public eye, I start to look at the subtle things like, you know, what kind of personal relationships are they in? Are they married? Do they have kids? Um, like what kind of partner do they have? Um, what kinds of people do they surround themselves with? What kinds of um, organizations do they associate themselves with? Where do they position themselves within these organizations? You know, I look at, I look at stuff like that and, and it may not show up with just one piece, but if you accumulate all the pieces together, it starts to create a picture. It starts to create something, you know, that, begins to take shape and form in awareness over time. And, and that's how we need to be looking at everything because, you know, there is an agenda of losing. That's what the whole matrix is, matrix is about is to how do we keep humanity giving up their life force energy to feed these other systems, <laughs> right? These parasitic systems. And they are, you know, the whole thing, the whole matrix is parasitic. We're taught to give our energy away from very young age. I talk about this all the time. But coming back to this narrative, 
So this is an old idea just put into the face of, in the form of technology. And uh, there are lots of ways to influence the human energy field, the human body, the, the thoughts and emotions of humans through electromagnetics. There's magnetic therapy, for example, where you can use magnetics to create healing. There's uh, sound chambers that people can go into to create healing, to create deeper states of consciousness, okay? There are um, frequency devices like PEMF devices, stuff like this, that uh, administer frequency to balance out the body, to balance hormones, to balance emotional states, you know, okay? So, so electromagnetic frequencies have been used for healing uh, very effectively, a Rife machine, great example. Rife machines are amazing. I mean, you can dissolve parasites, you can dissolve fibrotic tissues, you can you can balance out um, pretty significant hormonal endocrine system issues. I mean, all with frequency, with this frequency device. Okay, if you guys don't know, um, the Rife machine was invented by Wilhelm Rife at the turn of the um, the twentieth century. So it's old technology, been around for a long time. Now, of course, it can be used for nefarious ways, and that is what this narrative is talking about, ways that it can be used in, 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 you know, to control, to influence, to cause harm. And uh, there are many uh, witnesses out there that have seen um, uh, frequency devices used for crowd control, right? Um, there's been um, reports on CNN of, uh, this was in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a report, I remember, there, it's so funny, CNN, right? Mainstream news was reporting about an agent, I think it was a, it was a federal agent, might have been CIA, who reportedly had his brain fried by microwave, by a direct energy weapon, a microwave direct energy weapon, okay? Now, d did his brain get fried? Uh, yeah, maybe, or maybe he just, you know, Used they didn't get the amperage right on the on this voice to skull technology quite right back then. Maybe it wasn't gotten. You know what I mean? Still had some kinks in the technology back then. Who knows? But in the story in CNN, they said that he was abroad traveling through Russia when this event occurred. So, the technology has been acknowledged in mainstream awareness. Whether people buy into it or not is a totally different ball game because. There's a lot of people that don't want to give up their idea of reality and, and how it works. Like some people can't accept the fact that there are extraterrestrials. Most people do, do know that. Most people do. If someone, if you start talking about extraterrestrials and they start treating you like you're crazy, that's a program going on. Because um, there are um, ETs that talk about, you know, they're, they're studying humanity very closely to see where they're at in their consciousness and they are pretty much saying that 80% of humans are um, accepting of the fact that there are benevolent ETs. There are benevolent extraterrestrials or interdimensional beings. That's probably more accurate to say interdimensional beings. So these technologies have been around. And even nefarious uh, drone beings, what, what we might call um, ET beings, interdimensional beings, have used them on people. And I've actually had it used on me more than more than once. Uh, my favorite story about this engagement um, is when, see, I like the stories that I have when I'm not the only person experiencing it when, you know what I mean, when other people are, are with me. And, uh, and the experience was I was um, at, in a holy city in uh, Colorado, deep, deep, deep in the mountains, really, really uh, nestled in there not too far from a stargate and this particular valley was known for as a hotbed for um, ufo sightings and et activities there's a lot of um uh cow in inversion stuff like that that happen they even have street signs on the on the roads of a, of a ufo and a cow <laughs> underneath it it's a real street sign. Um, but uh, anyway, so so this this particular area was known for a lot of interdimensional activity. And I'm uh, sitting in my truck at the time. I just get off the phone with a friend and I get hit with this with this beam of this energy. And I recognized it because I've ex I've had that experience before when I was younger, a lot younger. But this time I'm an adult and I get hit with that with the 
what they would call maybe like a, um, a psychic ray gun, right? And I look out my river mirror and there is a, um, a gray standing right at the back of my truck. And I remember it's like the, that, that energy beam was like triggering intense fear, adrenaline rush through my body, you know? And uh, instead of being terrified, I was working up anger and I was, you know, I was like, I don't want to do too many swear words, but I was just like, screw this guy, screw this guy, screw this guy. <laughs> you know, I'm doing like, I'm just like getting my energy up because I'm like flipping the terror into rage. And I finally did it. I finally got, you know, busted out of it and I jump out of the truck, you know, expecting to like see him and he was gone. And I was like, whew, you know, whew, thank goodness that's over. <laughs> But then it didn't end there at all. I ended up going, walking into the house where there were a bunch of other people. We were there for a training, and these were pretty advanced our seeds um, training with a um, uh, an advanced being uh, on tracking and interdimensional work and all this stuff. So everybody is there. There you would consider psychic intuitive, including um, a really interesting um, classically Taoist trained guy. Anyway. I go, I go into my room, my roomie was there and we just, we just start talking like very casually and she starts screaming bloody murder. And I'm like, what, what, what? And, and of course the gray is right, right outside her window and she can see. So she screams bloody murder. Everybody in the house files into our room and they're like, something's going on. I feel funny. And so the whole house, we were under a psychic attack from these devices, from these beings. And it took us several hours to clean it all up. You know, so I'm like, we got this guys, we got this. And, you know, I just kind of like got everybody centered and like, so we track in teams, right? It's like, you do this, you do that, you do this. Everybody has their role. And we, it took us, like I said, a while to unwind, to unravel it and undo what was being done to our nervous system and to the interdimensional fields around us. And then it was calm, you know? So, I'm sure I'm just sharing the story that I've had experience with this technology. This isn't just theory that I'm talking about. It's like, we know this, there's many humans who are multidimensional beings awoke on these levels that know about this technology. And there is way, there are ways to work it out, to, to unravel it, to um, unlock the locks. And the big pieces is, is using your fear and your nervous system against you. That's the big piece. It uses your terror, your fear, and then your nervous system and emotional responses. All that gets used against you. And that's what locks you into that frequency. And, and how to un, you know, be uncooperative is don't give into that. You know, use, understand how to use your life force energy to reclaim yourself and pull yourself out of that sort of thing. So the idea about this V2K technology is that it can be used something like that. Now, they say specifically voice to skull, which they're talking about speaking messages into, through microwaves that are received through the ear. Then also things that trigger the nervous system. And here's the thing about the amazing thing about our bio suits, guys. Our bio suits are, that's really all you need. You don't need, I mean, you could use, uh, you know, organ devices and crystals and, you know, you can use tools, absolutely, but you don't have to have them. You do not have to have them in order to neutralize this sort of influence. And, uh, and, and here's the thing. So you guys ever play a video game? I'm going to use this thing. Do you ever play a video game or read a book or be really engaged with something and then go to bed? And now that the storyline in that book or maybe the images of that video game are now in your dreams or they're images in your mind or a song just is stuck in your head. Okay. So that is, that's kind of what, how this is experienced. Okay. It's something that's coming in that you're engaging with and through your engagement it gets amplified and whether what you choose to do with this energy is completely up to you. See, they want you to believe that, that you're going to be mind controlled. Like you're not going to be able to do anything in the face of this technology. And that's not true. The fact is if you are really choosing to be centered and anchored within your own being, as in you are a sovereign being in a bio suit and this, voice coming in isn't the truth, then it can't do anything. It can't do anything to you personally. Okay. It can tweak your nervous system. It can throw you into fight or flight because 
you know, that is certainly a thing, but that's pretty much everything in the, in our Western world <laughs> throws us into fight or flight. Okay. So at that point you do what you know you need to do to stimulate your vagus nerve and reclaim your nervous system. And then you nurture yourself back out of that. Okay. You guys, let me know if you understand if I'm laying this out in a way that's very understandable. Okay. Please let me know. Um, I want to, I want to be sure that this is landing. Um, because we don't need this level of distraction. We need to be okay. I want everybody to be liberated from these kinds of narratives so you can redial in your focus into creating what you want versus fighting off what you don't want, okay? And really, the cure to the solution is the same, <laughs> okay? By dialing in your focused efforts, into creating what you want, the life that you want, what you truly desire, what is, you know, food for your soul, right? Focusing your energies on cultivating that, that will change these, these, the influence of these technologies, change the timelines of what, how they can impact this reality, but they will also keep you immune from these kinds of things. Okay. So, Either way, it's a win-win, you focusing on what you truly want and, and directing your life, your life force energy accordingly, okay? These narratives are all meant to throw us off so we start investing mentally, emotionally into these ideas so we actually create them ourselves through our fear, through our frustration, through our anger. You, you see what I mean? So let me step back a little bit. An idea is powerful. Because you can't shoot an idea, you can't imprison an idea, right? An idea is freaking powerful. So an idea whose time has come is unstoppable, okay? And this goes a couple different ways. When an idea's time has come, that means the many nesting dolls that create this reality are in alignment as that being a truth, and therefore it's going to proliferate within humans, okay? This also can be used in a manipulative way. And if you guys really want to make a study out of this, there's a great book. came out about, um, let's see, where was I living when I had that? It was called The Magical Use of Thought Forms. The Magical Use of Thought Forms. And they had a graphic in there that really says it all. And what happens is that you can take an idea, whether it's the truth or not, and feed it energy feed it energy through ceremony, through meditation, through focus. You can take an idea and feed it with all of these freak, with all of this life force and it will manifest itself. And one of the stories in there was about a Buddhist master that, um, that was a hermit. And there was a, there was a being, a guy that wanted to study with him. And he was like, no, 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 no. And he kept refusing him, but the guy would not give up. So he said, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to focus on this being. And I think he was, I think he called him a demon, but it was like a, um, you know, one of the uh, fierce vestiges of a Buddha, right? The, the destructor, the, the destructor frequency of forms of Buddha. Focus on that. I want you to manifest him. And once you manifest him, then come see me. Okay. So the student took it to task. And I took him a long time of 10 hours a day of meditating and focusing, right? Meditating and focusing. And until he manifested this etheric being um, where, that you could see and, uh, and was learning from him. And he found the teachings very insightful. And then he uh, came to the Buddhist master that he wanted to teach and say, hey, look, I, I created him. Here he is. And the, the master was surprised, but also said, okay, now you need to learn all that you can from this being. And that's what he did, took many years, but then he realized that this being actually wasn't telling him anything that wasn't already a living truth inside of him. So he recognized it, that it was an illusion. It was a mirror of his own subconscious that he manifested through focused emotions, thoughts, meditation, you know, through the energies. So that's how that's how ideas can come manifest that aren't in the truth. And that's what these seeded narratives are doing, okay? 
not in an enlightened kind of way, but in a fear kind of way. So a seed idea gets pushed. All kinds of people have huge reactions to it. And you don't need a lot of people. I mean, a few million. Matt, I mean, we have, what, 7 billion humans in this world. So when you get many billions of people invested in an idea, it's a reality, absolutely. Okay. Not a truth on all these levels, but it is something that, that people really do experience within the 3D, within the 3D matrix illusion delusion experience. So they see these ideas and they trigger us and we have lots of thoughts and feelings about it. And then we talk about it and then we feed it and then we get frustrated, which is even more energy that we feed into it. You know what I mean? And then it just churns, churns, churns. And if you have several hundred thousand people doing it, if you have a, a, a few million people doing it, that starts manifesting it into being. Okay. So that is so important to understand. This is why it's so important. What you focus on is how you reclaim your power in this world, what you invest your energy in, how you spend your time on a daily basis. That's why it's so important because you really create these things as a, as a collective. We pull it through. It's like it's a, a mist in the morphic field. And then as we invest our life force energy, our thoughts, our feelings, all that stuff, we start pulling it through the morphic field until it's part of our living reality. Now, like I said, it's not the real truth. And our bio suits show things, uh, shows us things that are not the truth through contraction, through illness, okay, through confusion, you know, all these different states of being, our body shows us we're investing in something that's not the truth to who we really are. So, they may have this technology and implement it, but it can't be sustained because humans will, you know, have psychotic breaks. They'll get very sick. People will not want to leave their homes, massive depression. I mean, all this stuff. So it's not like it's something that can't be stained long enough to, say, hold a, a, a war, you know, maybe a invasion. And if they layer the techniques you know, and may, they may be able to sustain it. And we saw this with the whole La Cucaracha game. All right. They layer these techniques. They combine trauma, fear with misinformation. And then they, you know, it just gets layered, 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 layered. And now, you know, they're able to manifest something within this 4D field. And if we all agree that it's the truth, now it's the truth. Right. But there are, there's a very significant that was a technology, that was a strategy that was unfolded within humankind, but it kind of backfired in the sense that it woke a lot of people up. It woke a lot of people up. You know, even the ones that started off invested in believing it by the end, you know, woke up to a much bigger thing. Hey, we're getting lied to. Hey, we're getting manipulated. Hey, you know what I mean? All these things. And, and this is important. And that, and I believe if they were to, and this is my own personal take on it, if they were to deploy this kind of technology, that's showing just how freaking desperate they are because they are running the risk of accelerating the, the waking up of even more people, okay? I mean, really accelerating it exponentially by employing this technology without it properly being nested, you know, nestled together with other layers of things. So it's just not all of a sudden your cell phone's going to put out this broadcast and now everybody's going to be hearing voices in their head. No, no, no. It needs to be nestled with a bunch of other events, a catastrophe, a trauma, a, an invasion. You know what I mean? Some kind of narrative that strikes us at our core, then have that in there. And even then, because humans wake up at Christ, during crises, we wake up inside. There's no guarantee that it's actually going to have the impact that they want it to have. Okay. Um, it's really important that we break this down really. Cause, and, and you may say, okay, Christina, that's, that's cool. I don't worry about me. I'm fine. I'm good. But what about all the zombies out there? What about all the NPCs out there? Okay. Now that's a thing. And I'm going to talk about that in a second, but first I want to uh, read a few of these pieces coming in. All right. Dear um, Felicia says, um, it doesn't come from me as a voice in my head right now. I have a Tribulation. Oh, okay. So her um, heart gets impacted. 
Um, what do they have to do with messing with your um, sinus system and digestive system? Yes, 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 yes. There's lots of there's lots of layers to what you're talking about with that. You know, that's you know, there's lifestyle, there's choices, there's fields. The 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 simple answer to what you're talking about: invest a significant aspect of your life force energy in building a strong energy field. Okay, that is really will fix a lot of the problems. Build a strong energy field. Figure out where your weakness is and start building it. Building, building, building. So, you know, that's, um, you know, doing things that accumulate, accumulate a lot of life force energy, a lot of chi in your body. You know, you can go, go into qigong, um, tai chi, breathing exercises, and then you practice lifestyle that, that, that is in alignment with impeccability and truth and you guard your energy, you keep uh, uh, an integral uh, frequency around your energy and you don't let it get drained, which makes you make very good discerning choices about how you spend your time. Um, a lot of people, this is a learning curve because we're trained to, you know, to acquiesce to things that we don't want to do. We're trained to you know what I mean? We're trained to do things that, that cause us to lose the life force energy, to drain our life force energy. So um, you start examining your life and your daily world. Like how are you drain how are you allowing your life force energy to get drained in certain ways? Could be a toxic relationship. It could be, you know, um, work environment. There's lots, there's lots of layers to that. And then after you start building a strong energy field, get that, get that relationship with your ancestors strong because now you have once you align with your ancestors and you start healing the ancestor wounding and doing all that now you have even more layers of let's say prayers and protection of love from your ancestry holding you in a cocooned space of nurturing of support okay it's like you're opening the aperture in the in the energetic realm of how much life force energy you can receive by working with the ancestors and then the piece after that is dream time gotta work with dream time man i'm telling you dream time is the master blaster piece because once you start experiencing what it is to decode the lenses of your dreams it's unlimited to how you can apply the that ability to decode things and i'm going to go deeper into that in a minute let me um read daniela's piece and then i'll then i'll go into that all right um, Ella says the other day I experienced an episode where I don't remember fully, but have not been myself and vomiting things. I vomiting things I wouldn't say. I can't figure out the trigger has never happened to me before. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I'm just deciding on how to, how to spit this out. Okay. There's a lot of different things going on here. Some things, as these veils inside of us get released, these containments inside of us get released, opened up, we you know, have this momentum built up inside of us and we need to let it out. There's that sort of thing, okay? And we're not who we think we are in the first place. So we got to accept that. <laughs> we really don't know who we are. When we're looking in the mirror, we think we know who we're looking at in the mirror, but we don't. We don't. 90%, in fact, of who we're looking at in the mirror, we don't know. Okay? Because we're only 10% aware of our reality. We're only 10% aware of who we think we are as a personality. Okay? So take that into account. Um we are susceptible until we're not. And there are times when we're with people that magnetize, that pull out behaviors from us that we don't have with anybody else. Okay. And that is something that is, it's kind of freaky, you know, cause you're like, Whoa, like, why do I always feel this way? And why do I speak like this when I'm with this person? It's because they are pulling that behavior out of you and it's not that we're not without responsibility we are because there's a level of us that's not in um you know that's not in relationship with ourselves where we can not behave that way right or not say those things and i'm not saying we should or shouldn't i'm just saying there's a mechanism inside of us that 
we have these agreements going on on a subconscious level and we are, we just have to witness how we're, how we're, you know, engaging and evaluate accordingly. Um, for example, you know, I have a family member that for some reason we just bring the worst out in each other. <laughs> we just do, you know, we just bring the worst out in each other. Now, why? Uh, you know, there's some past life stuff, there's agreements, there's all this stuff going on. Do I like that that happens? No. Do I try to curb that from happening? All the time. Okay. All the time. And the problem is the reason why um, I, it's limiting to what, how I can mitigate is because I'm not allowed to speak the truth. It's like speaking truth with them is not okay. They don't want to hear the truth and to even speak the truth is like a personal offense. Like you did like a crime against a human being. Right. So um, the fact that the truth is not the energy of the truth is not able to be brought into the engagement. All I can do is be with what it is they want to pull out of me because speaking the truth could cut right through that, but it's not allowed in their field. So, of course, obviously, I spend as little time as possible with that particular family member, right? Um, so, like I said, there's a lot of layers to what you're talking about. But let me get um, into that decoding the dream time, and I'll, and I'll get to the next comment. All right, so dream time. Deep inside, we know the truth. Deep inside... We can tell when we're when we hear the truth, not because it makes logical sense, but because our beingness responds. It resonates in a deep way. Now, of course, there's nested, there's truths that go deep into the nesting dolls, and there's truths that only go as far as maybe you know a couple past lives ago or something like this, like akashic record kind of stuff. Still potent, but it doesn't necessarily ring as the bigger truth through all these nesting dolls. So <clears throat> these are the things that these are, that's the skill that you deepen when you're working with dreams. Okay. That compass inside of you that can feel a truth, whether your mind understands it or not, you can feel it in your body. And as you come into good relationship, healthy relationship with that, by you paying attention to things, you start decoding it. You start decoding the lie. Now, I talked about this matrix is, you know, a losing system. It's all about training us to give up our life force energy to feed all these systems, right? So one of the mechanisms within that, and this came up in a lab a couple days ago or, or yesterday or whatever, they, all my days run together. Um, and that is, uh, you know, there's lies. We're in a soup a really messy soup of a collective field. And there's lots of lies within that collective field. And, you know, most of the time the thoughts we're having are not actually our thoughts. Okay. And when you start, when you have a really well cultivated relationship with your truth compass, you have that moment when a thought comes in and you can decide if that thought is a truth or not. And if it is a truth, you can keep going with the thought and bring it into something and it will empower you. It'll wake you up. It'll, you'll come to a realization about something. If it's a lie, in that moment, you can now respond to that thought with a truth, okay? And that thought will like bounce off it won't, it's in the collective, it'll just bounce. It won't continue to infiltrate your, your, uh, your engagement. Thoughts are lies when they take us down a rabbit hole of self-loathing, of disempowerment, of, you know, pain, trauma, re you know, this kind of stuff. Now, you do need to pay attention to how you feel because that's telling you a lot about your here now moment. But even that is not the truth of who you are. That's an experience you are having, okay? This is what I mean. Our bio suits are so exquisite, and we are equipped with everything we need to decode the illusion delusions of our matrix. We just need to come in right relationship on how to use the data sets our body gives us, right? 
and working with dream time is the magic key. It's the magic key because this reality is full of that collective soup, full of lies. It's full of technologies that are, that, you know, are draining our life force, influencing our nervous system, doing all these things. But in dream time, that matrix is probably like maybe 50%, not even 50% of what it is in the waking world. So in that way, our dream time realm is more real as in it's showing us more of the, of the truth than our waking world. Okay. And this is what the, this is what the indigenous masters talked about the dream. This is why they say the dream world is more real than this world. Okay. Because the matrix of, of control is not as active. It does influence our dreams. And a lot of people are locked into the canopy of the human experience within their dreams. But there's always a rabbit hole in those dreams of going beyond the canopy of the human programming. Okay. And that's what you learn to navigate. And that's what we do in the Dreamtime Healing Project. Finding those rabbit holes and decoding, decoding, decoding until we get to the point where, you know, we are, you know, really potent dreamers where we're bringing uh, very significant nesting dolls of our consciousness on a stellar level, a galactic level, a cosmic level and beyond. And now we're connecting with that and we can feel the truth of it. Our mind not, not, might not be able to touch it, but our compass is so well cultivated, we can feel the truth of what's going on. Okay? We can feel it. It's in our bodies. It's activating our DNA. It's unraveling deep-seated programs. Okay? So, and this is why we don't interpret dreams. There is a whole body of work that talks about interpreting dreams and lucid dreaming and all that. And that is a, that is a method. To me, that's the long road. That's the long, <laughs> that's the long winding road. When you're tracking and feeling in the energy of dreams, that's like the direct route to this, these pieces that I'm talking about, sharpening that compass. The other thing that's very useful, and I talked about this in last week, is knowing your rhythms, really getting to know your inner rhythms, okay? They're the natural rhythms of who you are, and the more you're comfortable in your natural rhythms, the less impact, the, the less impact these artificial rhythms have, less influence they have in your reality, like stepping out of sight of time. What a liberation that is, stepping outside of time. That means you're not waking up to an alarm clock. You're not going to bed because of a time. You're not eating because of a time. You know, you get up because you're done sleeping, <laughs> right? Or, or you're, you need to be up for something. Um, you're eating because you're hungry. You're, you're going to the store because the, the flow of your life is, is in that cycle of the routine, you know, uh, rather than it's Tuesday it's two o'clock. This is my time to do this. It's 6 a.m. on Monday, and this is my time to do this. When you live your life according to that synthetic rhythm, that's not a natural rhythm, and your body isn't in natural resonance with that rhythm. So now you're out of step. Your habits are out of step with the natural rhythms of your body, of the needs, of what it's asking for. Okay, so um, there's that piece. There's a lot of pieces here I'm trying to bring all together. So um, going back to the decoding, when you have a really strong truth compass by, when you have a really strong truth compass, yeah, Felicia, I'll get to those in one minute. Um, you know, you, you're less influenced and the people around you are, are less influenced because they are impacted by your field. I'm getting to the whole, the NPC thing, right? So yeah, there could be a lot of people in your world that are fully in the program. And yes, they might be affected by a technology like this, but it is short. Like I said, people who are unstable that end up having a voice speak to them through a technology or they end up having something tweaking their system. They're not in control of themselves. They're not empowered. They are likely to contract and collapse into themselves. Okay. Which means they're not very effective, you know, humans. Now, if there's people that are spending a lot of time in your field, that means they've been, they've been kind of titrating to your field for quite some time. And subconsciously, our bodies, our biosuit system 
naturally wants to resonate with the highest frequency in its vicinity. And if that frequency is you, they instinctually, subconsciously are, are in training with you. Okay? So our very biosuits are a highly advanced, very powerful technology, biological technology. And we quite literally mitigate all this stuff. We mitigate this stuff with our very being. Another reason why you want to cultivate a strong energy field. Because the stronger your field is, right, the more support you are to the ones around you, the more support you are for yourself, for your family, for, you know, the, for reality in general. <laughs> okay. So we're not without influence and power here. We have actually all the power. Because the other piece I'm not talking about in the dream time is that we can actually touch that part of us that is dreaming this world into being. We are picking and choosing what comes into this reality and manifests. We are picking and choosing that, starting with the outer nesting dolls of the dream realm. And when you have multiple people meeting in those outer nesting dolls and agreeing, yes, this is worthwhile to bring into this reality, multiple people, hundreds of thousands of master dreamers, actually there's millions here on this planet, right? Connecting with a resonance in that outer nesting doll and saying yes to that and pulling it forward through the different nesting dolls and downloading it into their system. And then they start feeding those encodements within their bodies. Now they are manifesting their dream in bringing it into this reality. Okay. This is real stuff, guys. This is like master dream levels. You know, the masters of dream time that I worked with, I mean, way ahead of their time, way ahead of their time. And I really was not ready. Well, obviously I was ready on some level, but my ego driver mind was not ready to understand exactly what they were showing me, which is why they worked with me in dream time for so long <laughs> to get me to be prepared enough to, to meet them in human form to, you know, to be with their energy. You know, this is. Things are so accelerated nowadays that people are just waking up to this level of who they are when in the past it took, you know, decades and decades and decades of very intense work and being a part of a lineage, a, a mystical um, mystery school lineage. Okay. So these are, these are teachings that have been around empowerment teachings that have been around on this planet for humanity for many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years. It's just now it's so accessible to us because of this acceleration, you know, these DNA activations, all this, you know, that's why all these star seeds, these earth angels are here. <laughs> you know, we were coming here to this planet and we are just like, these teachings are dropped in our lap to do with what we need to do with in order to, you know, serve the purpose on why we're here. Hello, dear sister, uh, spirit bound. Welcome, welcome. All right, Felicia says, all right, I'm asking my soul and working with Merkaba to access the blueprint to be revealed to see the parts missing. Ancestors, yes, for sure, but asking for those involved in human design. See subtitle, oh, to see the subtle glitches. There, there is a, there is a sorry, sorrow, I feel that carries that carries overwhelm of others seeing our authentic powers, reinforcing self-denial, dissatisfaction, not good enough. Do you think all 3D species have illusions that we do? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Yes, I'm, I, I use my dream time to work with my team first thing in the morning. Yes. Oh, yeah, the hypnagogic state in the morning. Yeah, it's a, that's a very potent state. Um, let me get to, do all beings in this 3D reality how'd she say that? Do you think all 3D species have illusions that we do? No, no, no. The animal realm, no. I don't think the animal realm does. The plant realm definitely does not. Um, there, there are organic species within the plant realm that have been manipulated and hijacked you know, like we have the, like the GMO species and stuff. That, and they're in pain and they're in suffering. Um, then you also have um, the, the cloned beings, they're also in extreme suffering. That's why they don't last long, you know. And then, you you know, there's things like this. Um, the thing is, is, you know, 
we have to I come back to reality is not what we think it is. There's a lot of overlays and these overlays, if we understood the depth at which we are inundated by these overlays, it would really freak us out, you know? And, and actually this is something that came through in our dream lab. I think a dream lab. So that would have been yesterday um, is that, you know, our outer nesting doll, the, the larger part of who we are is very slowly and lovingly dripping the truth to us. Okay. And just, and just enough. Okay. Because there is an understanding that we are so dug in to an illusion delusion, you know, to rip the bandaid off would cause too much damage. It would, you know, our psyches are more fragile than we realize it would cause way too much damage. And we would not, um, you know, all of this creation uh, genetically would be um, no longer viable. You know, it, so that's just the way it is. And, and this idea, you know, is shown to us in many different, many different traditions and even in movies. I don't know if you guys remember that, that um, the Indiana Jones, the, the crystal skull, you know, do you guys remember that? Okay. So, you know, there's a reason why they were showing those skulls as elong elongated skulls. And that, you know, that was kind of a hijack, but the actual skulls that they're talking about, they're talking about the, the, um, the Atlantean skulls. Okay, and these Atlantean skulls were actually hijacked, hijacked crystal records from the Lemurian time, you know. So when I say hijacked, I mean they were, they were um, accumulated and used for power over dynamics, right? Um, there are Atlantean realities that are different than what I'm talking about, but most of the ones alive in our subconscious is the, you, most of us have the fall of Atlantis in the subconscious. So that's why I talk about this, that kind of timeline. Because that's alive inside of us until it's not. Just know that. It does not have to be that way. There's a point where we can wake up to a completely different timeline reality where Lumeria never was, was uh, genocide or where the records still exist. The, the holographic coding is still intact for us to be informed by. I mean, this is all available to us once we're ready for it. Sorry, I digress. In that movie, in the last, in the end scene, um, the, the woman finally reached... You know, they got all the skulls in place and she was able to download the information she wanted to download. And she makes contact with that consciousness and they kind of turned it into a terror thing. But really, as soon as she got all the woke up to the truth of everything, she burst into flames. <laughs> she didn't have a body anymore, you know, and that's pretty much what would happen if we just woke up all the way like that. We have to do it in increments if we want to keep our bio suit because the DNA dance needs time to unravel, unwind. The, the technologies that kept things locked down need time to fizzle and dissolve. And I know time is an illusion in certain nesting dolls, but there are many nesting dolls where time is a natural part of the unfoldment evolutional, evolutionary cycle. Okay. So there's man-made time and there's natural time body. Our bio suit works off of natural time, the cycles, the seasons. Okay. And that means, you know, you don't just drop seeds in the ground and they sprout you drop seeds in the ground. There's an interaction that's happening with the elemental forces and the seed bursts open and it sprouts and then it comes, busts through the ground. And then, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a process that happens for things to open up and grow. And just like they open up and grow to a certain point and then they come to total fruition and then you harvest the fruits. This is how our bodies are. This is the, this, these are the kinds of cycles that our bodies, the elemental aspects of our bodies are meant to function with, okay? So, you know, just striking, getting hit by a bolt of lightning, you know, <laughs> doesn't necessarily do us any good because the uh, larger agenda here is to have a fully self-realized DNA biosuit. I'm talking about a biosuit that can be fully imbued by a realized being, okay? As in we know who we are full on as an infinite being in a biosuit. We are fully connected with all of creation. We are interconnected with all of life through the cosmos, through the infinite multiverse. And it only takes one self-realized being to completely change this, this dream, this this reality only one 
Now, the idea that's being conveyed to us is that it's to happen en masse. And that would be great if that happens en masse. I don't know if that's going to happen in my lifetime. It would be cool if it did. <laughs> I look forward to that. Um, and if it happens, I'm going to, you know, do my happy dance once I, you know, master the whole teleportation game. Because uh, that's something that I've always, you know, it's one of my powers that I really want to have is teleportation. Takes makes travel so much more easier. Uh, anyway, I, I, I kid. I kid, but not. I'm serious, too. I mean, that's one of the things I talk with Sasquatch about. It's like, what do I need to do to be able to use your teleportation portals? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I would love to, like, you know, travel far north without having to get on a plane and a bus and, you know, all that stuff. Anyway. All right. I hope that uh, what I'm sharing with you guys about this technology and what you could be doing, how you are empowered within the landscape of all this, I hope that this is helpful. Um, you know, I try to share my journey of how I get to these, these places of understandings. And I, I'm, I'm really hoping that you're able to connect with the, those pieces and you can sit inside of yourself right now and understand the landscape of everything that's going on. This is not the level of threat that it's meant to, to uh, be, okay? Why, for you personally, but then also for the people outside of you. Okay, the, the NPCs or the people who are less aware, okay? You know, NPCs could be a derogatory term like muggles, but, you know, some people are so dug into the program, they can't think outside of it. And I had to, I had, through my travels, I've experienced so much of this. Before, I thought it was an offensive thing to think or say, but then in my travels, so much of it happened. I was like, wow it does exist. It's like I had to witness it myself to believe that it exists. And I have and I do. So I understand now. This is a real thing. But you, me, us, us starseeds, way showers, our visionaries, we are here for a different purpose. We're not here to be plugged into the matrix and be food. You know, we're here to break the system and create a new system. A one that is in alignment with our true nature, that is truly holding sacred what is truth about life, about the sacred mother, okay? About being sacred children of earth and sky. All right, my darlings. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, pay attention to how you feel. Pay attention to your bio suit. Take good care of yourself, and you have exactly what you need to, to work through this, this piece and trust yourself, you know, if something doesn't feel right, there's a reason, there's a reason. All right, loves, that's it for me. Mwah. Love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, yeah, and, you know, check, you know, definitely, uh, you know, subscribe and like and pass this video on to other people so we can, you know, dispel the fear mongering, so we can dispel all this stuff. So if there's someone that you feel can be helped by this video, definitely share it with them. And of course, you know, you can help support this, this whole mission to get the truth out by, you know, liking and subscribing and doing all that good stuff. All right. Thank you, darlings. Mwah. Love you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.